Hello Voyagers and welcome to one of our most anticipated episodes. Our very, very good friend Ryan Cook is finally ready to open the Mecca of New England IPAs, or at least the new Mecca, 27A Brewing. This is the first part of a two-parter because we couldn't help ourselves and just had way too much fun. So strap in and get ready to learn more about your new favorite place, 27A Brewing. Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beertastic Voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beertastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And we are here at the new residence of 27A Brewing with owner, brewer, Ryan Cook. Hey, Ryan, how are you? What's up, guys? Hello. Dude, thanks for uh, inviting us over to your place, man. It's awesome looking place you got going on here. Hell yeah, thanks for coming down, setting up the, uh, this is great. I feel like, which one to use the young Jamie? <laughs> oh, Joe Rogan? Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah, they don't know so. Joe Rogan, but they know Joe Rogan. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No. I, uh, I know Justin is a, uh, you know, a cult member. I generally have stayed right. organized religion. That's why we, yeah. we get along so well. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why I'm Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've literally listened to every single one. Hell yeah. And my son has probably heard Joe Rogan's more, voice more than my own. <laughs> That's Seriously. A, That's a quote right there. <laughs> Um, I, I, one of the things I didn't know about this place, I knew that it was like hi- the history of Lindenhurst and there was a bunch of like, you know, places that were, uh, empty and, uh, newer places were taking over like you and Meadworks, but I didn't realize the history behind it. Can you talk a little bit about like, you know, kind of the impetus of you having, getting this building and everything? Yeah. So growing up, this was, uh, in the nineties, this is the, the place you begged your parents to bring you and they spend all their money on a, a bike that's not really meant for riding very far. Very heavy pegs because it looks cool. Because you'd think you could do BMX and like do backflips, but you can't. <laughs> so this was the, the local bike shop. Okay. Uh, I think we got on the video here, if you're watching. Got the sign I found in the basement of when they grand opening. Oh, yeah, yeah back there. New, uh, new home of bike works. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, so growing up, knew it as that. And then for a little while after that, it was like an antique uh, slash religious shop. And then that went under. And then it was vacant for like 10 or 12 years. Uh, so it's been a, a ride getting up to speed into 2019 with all the uh, ADA regulations. But uh, before that, the building is from the 1880s, uh, and it was a guy's tin shop who did the original ceilings here. And wow. then Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. And then he lived. There's a little apartment above. So he kind of lived, and then I have a photo in the corner of the tasting room where you can see it's like a dirt road, and it's like not – it's – yeah, 1890, <laughs> circa. They don't even know. And then in the 20s, it became a, the town's butcher shop. And for three generations, it was it was a butcher shop, which uh, worked out well for me because they put a, a floor drain in the back and a sloped floor. And uh, <laughs> they had a cold room that was not – that kind of still had some insulation in the walls, cork. So wow. that worked cork out. insulation. That's what great. it was. We demoed oh, it. Oh, that's so good. So some spots only had to put – you know, a little bit of the 2018, 2019 insulation on top because right. the R value, we lo- like looked it up. It was like nine or whatever. Well, that's because you're oh. not hanging like a, you know, a quarter of a cow back there that's <laughs> yeah. already frozen. That that acts as cooler anyway, you know? Like, yeah. It helps it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Eases, puts, t- takes the strain off the AC, you know? Sides of beef. Yes. But um, I'm looking at the sign across the room and I see that it's a ban- it says Bankert's Butcher Shop and Mark and I grew up in Cedarich. Uh, with uh, Bankert's Bakery right there, and I'm just wondering if it's part of the same family. I know uh, I asked you before; you said you weren't really sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Next time I see them uh, around, because the but. the last owners they were here a couple weeks ago. They gave us, they donated us some uh, cool um, 
artifacts. I don't even know how you describe N- those. Things. Nostalgia. Nostalgia, yeah, yeah. So we have some rappers, like, mint condition framed up on the wall from one is the butcher shop. You yeah, guys no, also it, didn't see in the bathroom. We have a photo. It's pretty dope over the toilet. Uh, <laughs> so while you're doing your thing, you can see the family out so, back. So they can watch you and judge you. They as watch you, yeah. <laughs> and the, the main guy who started it, his name is Gregor. He, uh, Gregor Bankert. We got to toast up to him. He, uh, is, if any place is haunted, it's definitely this place. Um, so That's awesome. Yeah, he, uh, he's there with his family, just like a boss. He looks like, you know, he's got the, uh, what was that show on HBO with the, uh, oh, the Al Capone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, God, totally forgot. A Borg Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, they're, they're all dressed like that, and he's got, like, a big fat cigar. Nice. And he's just like, you're like, this guy is just a man. Right. So. Yeah, this is a, this is a pretty cool place, but let's, let's go back and uh, talk a little bit about, you know, how you got started brewing um, and, you know, how you became a Haze bro. Haze bro, I know, right? <laughs> That's why it's fun uh, coming around the beer club meetings with the uh, the haze. Yes, exactly. <laughs> with the juice. <laughs> or I call it modern IPAs. So. Oh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So don't put crystal malts in these. <laughs> you can put carafoam. We can get tactical honey malt. Okay. Technically crystal malt, but otherwise. No. No, everything no like crystal 80. Don't Some put crystal 80 Yeah, in. no. No C- C40, no C60. Some people like the C10 for the orange color right. glow, but... So a little less uh, insider baseball, though, but, like, how did you get into brewing in general and just kind of what dragged you into the idea of saying, hey, man, I like doing this, and then how did you get to going from I'm just making this because I like drinking it to I think I can make a living doing this? Yeah, so I always wanted to own a bar. Okay. Because I like partying and hanging out with people and drinking beer with people. So it's a nice hey, pastime. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in agreement with you there. Right? Drinking beer, I mean, pastime. it's like. I'm not religious, but it's like there's something about that tribal mentality of people drinking fermented uh, beverages and, you know, having fun yeah. and just kind of for thousands of years. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I first started drinking craft beer, and this was during the IBU race uh, back when Stone and Blue Point and We're trying to 120 get IBUs. Yeah. Yeah, sing, you know, sing, you, single cut, trying wait. to rip your tongue out. Yeah, <laughs> well, this is right before single cut open, but yeah. Uh, so we would just get IPAs that from 7-Eleven that, uh, you know, like Optical Illusion or any, like, the Stones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the, they're just improperly stored, stored warm, old as fuck. So, right. yeah, you drink it and you're, like, you this, think you're the cool guy because the label's cool on this it. This is bitter newspaper. And you just, like, <laughs> you're, like, yeah, man, like, this is it. This is great. Like, and then you just you're not, try not to be the guy who's, like, nah, this is terrible because it's, like, <laughs> you know, everyone else is drinking Pure you know. pressure is a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but it's part of the fun, uh, for sure. And then, well, that's the, that those old school West Coast IPAs. It gets to a point where you're just your palate's burnt out as fuck, and you kind of just get used to them, and that's all you can drink. So you drink anything else, and it's just well, that's because there's no taste buds left on your tongue after you drink enough of those. Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We used to crush our ruination by stone all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the whole <laughs> yeah. point of it. It's called ruination because it just destroys your palate. Oh god. Yeah. Forever. It's not, yeah. like it's, not, it's not like it's fried for the day and you're like, oh, man, I'm just not going to taste anything later. It's just like, no, forever, everything will taste like this. Forever. Yeah, yeah so I, uh, you know. Forever. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Forever. Nice reference. But I, uh, feel like, I feel like we're close. This is the kind of neighborhood where you could have, like, a crazy dog neighbor with a dog like that that just eats old kegs or something. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, like, in West Babylon, there's junkyards. and. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Riding my bike through. 
Meanwhile, this is like five years ago because I, <laughs> I don't drink and drive. I, I ride my bike. Nice. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, Junkyard Dog came out and chasing us. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And it was literally that moment where I'm like looking back at my friend and he, the dog's jumping and like trying to get his ankle. And I'm just like, dude, ah, let's go. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. But, um, uh, you know, getting back on topic. So, you know, at that time, my friend, he got a, a new job because we were younger. I was... 21 just turned into 22 and he had uh he had a good job career just out of college and uh so he had money so he's like fuck it let's start brewing beer i'm like is that even possible like what are you talking about <laughs> so he's like no i looked up northern northernbrewer.com like we can get a kit i'm ordering it i'm like all right what are you ordering pumpkin beer dude i'm like <laughs> all right is there pumpkin in it he's like nah it says you just put the spices in it tastes like pumpkin i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> sure so Funny the, story of the that. Benny Kong school. Yeah, so you know, extract brew, following the instructions, very confused by everything, unsure of every step of the way, which is part of the fun. Do we um, add the water now? <laughs> yeah, water exactly. Now? Yeah. <laughs> so on that flow, uh, you know, we do everything and then we put the old ass dry yeast packet in that whatever, but you know it's still gonna work. <laughs> so two weeks later he checks he opens the bucket and he's like, There's no crowds and it's it didn't work and he just pours it down the drain and oh, then no. i'm like i'm like dude i don't know i watched him like youtube videos or red so i like i think i, I think, I think that we stuff waited just, too long just settles out yeah and, like crashes out yeah. and I'm like i think it was i'm like did you taste it before he's like no nah, i just dude it didn't work i'm like but how do you know and he's like i don't and he's like you know there's another kit in there like a pale ale or ipa he's like take that and take the stuff brew it and then we'll drink it so i did and uh yeah it's probably oxidized as fuck and terrible and uh but it was like the route to like, okay, I can kind of taste this being good, I guess, or it's better than at the time. I don't know, shitty beer. It doesn't matter. You made it. Yeah. Like that's really what it comes down to in the beginning. Like yeah. in the beginning, you're like, holy shit, I made it. You're drinking it. Then it takes someone to come along and tell you it's bad. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, yeah, this is bad. Well, again, <laughs> when we go through, you know, sensory training and stuff, yeah. and the uh, the Siebel uh, courses, it's like, I know acetaldehyde because. I made some acetaldehyde bombs. Yeah, <laughs> I know diacetyl because it's, I made some D bombs. It's, it's, it's a bad feeling when you're going through that panel and you're like, "This is the first time I'm tasting this, and I know what it is." But fuck, I've tasted this before <laughs> yeah. by my own hand numerous yeah. times. Exactly. Yeah. So, but you know, for me, it was it was good because my friends would still tell me it, it's great. But deep down, I was like, "This is terrible." And uh, it's fun because it was like that was the quest to you know I'll, I've never brew a perfect beer. I don't think any of us. Will, well, I know you. Won't. You'll get close. We, we got, we, <laughs> listen, according to Tom Weber, the Lichten Hater was goddamn close, 47 out of 50. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I don't think we'll ever beat that. No, but I, no, I yeah. think that's like part of the fun and like our type oh, people yeah. where it's, uh, I mean, now you guys are, uh, what happened with the last uh, three programs? Like, let's look at that. Okay, let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah. We rigged the system. That's what happened. Yeah, that's, that's, well, what, we, that's what we've heard at least. You rigged the system. Yeah. I, don't, you know. I mean, it's, it's, well, I've been saying that. Yeah. I don't think anybody else has said it. I've been saying that. <laughs> I think, well, I think the veracity of it is questionable, but that's what I've been saying. Yeah. Again, like that smaller competition, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, you guys know you're, getting, you're very informed and bring process and all that stuff and now it's like it's you could still learn more oh god yeah and that's part of the fun but now it's like the beers you know you homebrew are even better or more dialed into commercial stuff oh that's for sure yeah i can definitely think of several times even recently that um i've had commercial stuff and been like oh wait 
this, you know, this is not that it's bad, but there's a little something wrong with this, or yeah, you know, I, I, or even just inspiration. I could do this differently to make the beer better, stuff like that. I know Mark and I think talk about it all the time. And, you know, it's yeah, awesome. I think yeah. that's I think that's definitely something that you you start to realize is, um, you know, just because it's commercial stuff doesn't mean that it's now magically perfect. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Before, but when you first start drinking craft beer and you first start getting into it, you start you kind of think like, well, this is the mass produced stuff. Like they're pros at it. This must be what it's supposed to taste like. Obviously, right. they know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I th- I still kind of feel like they know what they're doing and they make it. I st- still tend to blame like storage and right, once it leaves part. the brewery yep. and gets to me, like there's too many hands that touch it that I just don't trust. That I'm just no, like, there's, yeah, I, I feel like they would create a lot of problems. But yeah, I do understand. I'm not saying that everything that a brewery produces is going to be perfect. You've, you know, de- you've definitely had the one or two beers in a flight at a brewery, though, where you've been oh, like... Yeah. Hmm. That one's not right. Yeah. Right. Something's off. Yeah. The, yeah. The other thing about it is, you know, there's also the commerce aspect. Like, if I make a beer that is terrible, I just, I literally just dump it. Like, I, you know, or it's usually not terrible, thankfully. Usually it's just, I feel like disappointment. Right. I feel like I wanted to do X and this isn't it. And every time I drink it, I'm sad. Yeah. So I dump it. Right. Um, and it's five gallons of beer. And I, mean, I hate myself. Why do I keep drinking this? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it costs me like 30 or $50 to make. But when you're, when you're making it, it's a couple hours. Right. This is fucking yeah. terrible. I need to get rid of it. Yeah. Yes. Let me keep drinking it. Um, yeah, there's been there's definitely been a couple beers here or there at a location that you just you just know that there's something not right with it. But uh, this one that you're sharing with us has a whole lot right with it. Can you tell us about what you, uh, what you poured for us and what we're drinking right now? Yeah, so this is a I call them modern IPAs. Uh, so there's no this one actually has no crystal malt at all. It's just a <gasps> two row base. I know that's all right. Twenty one B baby. <laughs> so. Uh, it's got two-row white wheat, oats, and then some of the modern fruity hops. Uh, I still I like a little bitterness I've used in my beers, so I always do first-word hop, you know. And then along the way in the boil, on the larger scale, when you go up, you can kind of get away with just doing hitting it all with Whirlpool hops. Okay. But, I mean, if you guys know, I'd be judging some New England IPAs. You can, it gets flabby. It gets one, it's, it's one-dimensional hop tea, like... When you make sure you get your hot side IBUs, it really balances out the beer and makes it taste like beer and not just, you know, hop soda. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, again, a lot of people in the market today, they get excited over that, but it's, if that's what you're going for, that's fine. But I like. Is this Malta? Yeah, like I like, you know, even this. So this beer fin- is, is drier, finished at like 1010. Really? Yeah. And yeah, and so the sweetness is really from the hops. I re- I'm really enjoying this. I mean, I, this is probably at the high, at the top end of my hop preferences. Right. Yeah. And but it's cool. It's refreshing. It's got that little bit of sweetness to it, and it's the middle of July right now, and it's just hot and gross on Long Island. And this exactly. Is, this yeah. Is so I brew this for friends right now. I'm a little busy with the uh, building out this place, getting yeah. ready to do the actual batches. But so I do a little five down. Yeah, I'd be going through this while I'm working. You know, just to you know stay hydrated. Yeah. Hell yeah. So <laughs> I crisp. Uh, so a Halatel Blanc, El Dorado, and Equinot in the hot side, and then again in the world, uh, and then first dry hop, second dry hop, Simcoe Mosaic. Just a little bit though, where it's, you know, it's not total uh, haze bro. This is more of like in the middle of the road, nice balance. Well, I feel you know. session New England IPA. Yeah. yeah. So this six percent again. Yeah. I mean, you know, I could have thrown lactose vanilla in there and got all crazy and, you know. No, I think I think it's really. Really nice and how simple and clean it is. Like that's, right. 
it's fully it's a fully formed idea it's got a la layers of flavor to it but it's not overwhelming it doesn't need to go crazy with it just you're got you got this one stamp it yeah check <laughs> Thanks, leave yeah. this one alone don't you know if you yeah, want to yeah. play with it later go for it but just make exactly. sure you save well, the original version that's for, a part for of the fun use. is once you uh you know you always got to critique and oh yeah absolutely and you, you know, know understand. Take, i'm like relentless with, like taking notes and like even beers and that's what i love they're so they're so fragile and like so you know depending on when you pull it off the keg mm -hmm. temperature served uh how long it sat around conditioned for you know obviously a big thing new ipas people are like pushing the freshness but uh, a lot of them will be green, too fresh, and if, as long as your like oxygen levels are in check, you'll you'll have a good beer for a couple of months. It might yeah. even get better. Yeah, that was always one of the more interesting things to me when people talk about the style. They're like, "Oh, yeah, basically have to have it in the first two weeks or you know three weeks." And I'm always like, "Well, I don't know. I, I can't be true because they can the shit out of a lot of this stuff." Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, there's no way. If it was only good for that long, then they would be basically three quarters of their product would be worthless. Yeah. Right, right. So. Yeah, so getting back onto one of my homebrewing track is then I started brewing, uh, you know, I think I had a can of, like, Hop Hands by Tired Hands a couple years ago. I don't even know how I got it. I can't remember, but <laughs> that was the beer. I was like, and obviously Hetty Topper and Focal Banger were, like, huge inspirations. Right. Uh, in my realm of going from, like, brewing, because I would do, like, Pliny the Elder clones and, like, change the hops, stuff like that. Um, yeah, that reminds me, like... I don't know. It's got to be like four years ago, maybe longer than that. Like, I hadn't been brewing for that long, and like my brother came out from Ohio to visit me. It was I before that. I got my brother into brewing. Yeah, and it was like, oh, while you're staying with us, like, you know, why don't we brew a beer? And th that way, you can see like what the process is like, whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, I really like IPAs. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so we I ended up making said, what, we, kind, what kind of IPAs? Oh, I really like the grassy ones. Those yeah, are yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, super no. bitter. So we, like, we ended, once we, again proving that you and Rob can't get farther apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we ended up Part making the like now. the Hop Lord kit from More Beer. Nice. Yeah. And uh, like you know, I ended up doing like a, a a vodka tincture for all the hops that were supposed to be dry hops. So that way, like within the week. We could like brew the beer, bottle it up, and he could take it with him when he left. Basically, that's cool. yeah. Oh, that's smart. and it, like it, it. Honestly, it turned out pretty decent. I I ended up drinking it. Yeah, it it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. It's a lot easier to drink beer that you don't like when you make it yourself. It's kind of like when I made that pale ale with like grapefruit and wood for chopped, and I was like, <laughs> I could totally drink this. Ninety percent of that was because I made it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's I, a pretty good beer, but it's just not get back my to jam. storage and I, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm past that, that point. For a while warm or whatever it's right might not been yeah. at, at this point it's like uh i made this i don't want to drink it anymore i bring it to the office <laughs> that's like, the best part it's about friday this. there's yeah. a cake of beer in the kitchen Fr friday, yeah. Mark brings don't beer. disappoint me <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to bring beer home <laughs> drink it <laughs> so wh when did you transition to, to making the uh the, the hazier versions of uh, ipas i think i feel like was, you were like way at the beginning of the yeah, whole thing yeah i think around 2015 wow and yeah, because I had some of it, and it was just—I could be wrong on all these times. Everything—it's all blur now. Oh yeah. Well, blur. you were drinking throughout the whole thing, so right. That um, <laughs> He's but, been drunk since 2013. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so it was like you know it was cool where it's like we can't you can't buy those style of beers on the shelf at that time. Now you, you kind of can, but still a lot of them miss the mark or whatever. Right. You know you can get the semantics, but so then I started like. You know, I always would have parties and craziness, and I'm, you know, bringing kegs of cornies to parties, and people are just like, what the fuck is this? It's an IPA. All right, I'll try it. And then they're like, wait a minute. 
this is palatable. Like, and then it's like, I've heard that so many times in my life where it's like, oh, like, it's, but it's not too bitter. And, you know, it's more fruit forward. I'm like, exactly. That's what I'm going for. Are you sure there's no grapefruit in here? I might die. I am on oh, medicine oh, yeah, for my yeah. heart. Right. I and statins. all I do is taste <laughs> grapefruit, right. you know, and I'm just Please like, they're like, like how much is in it? Because it's cool. This beer is great, but you're driving to the hospital right now. <laughs> so it's like, there's been a lot of those moments, like family parties <laughs> and stuff where it's like, you know, that adds to the fun. Uh, so transitioning to that, you know, I um, I got pretty crazy and like I just enjoy brewing hop forward beers and all that stuff. Uh, and then I ended up working for Ironheart Mobile Canning for a little over a year, which is real dope because I basically was obsessed with other half, and I realized like I'm not gonna really be able to get a job at other half because <laughs> I have no experience. So I can maybe apply to the company that cans their beer. And then I could be at other half. Yeah. So that was a nice thing. And then I was like, wait, they also can for single cut and fin back. And then any breweries that popped up, you know, since then in Brooklyn and Queens. And then even all the ones on Island at one point or another, they, you know, we canned at when I was there, which is awesome. Could you expand a little bit more on like what that process is with the, with the canning that you were doing there? Like I just like kind of run through the canning process for me real quick like you guys roll up up with like your a truck of stuff and just right un- so I, unload it and yeah, yeah. so i was actually the satellite be like, guy go. because i was hired because it was like i just graduated college which i graduated later in uh in my life well which is like 24 25 again it's all a blur uh so i had a business degree and again i was like I'm just i gonna, was 29 so there you go <laughs> i again it's i have I no never actually graduated fun. But now you work at a college. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Right. With that. My college degrees are useless, so. You're right. <laughs> you know. I got three of them. They're, they do three, nothing for Jesus. me. Jesus. Yeah, Fred Glenn's got like 16 or oh something. I'm not sure. Well, do you, can you uh, take classes since you work there yeah. for free? Yeah, I could. But See, he knows the people there, so that's why he doesn't want to actually have <laughs> No, actually, I just, you know, I actually sort of wear it as badge of honor that I don't have one. I was able to persevere without one. because nice. Mostly because most, everyone when I left was like, you're never going to do anything now you will never amount to yeah. anything and i'm like that's really weird because i left because i got a job offer like <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah exactly but oh, it's uh, just people are in, yeah, yeah they're dumb but uh so yeah so you you were satellite dude for the for them because yeah. eventually the, the, their plan was they're based out of connecticut um and they're kind of all on the vermont scene because again small breweries doing like ipas they want to can them and you know crank them out for the four packs the pack techs they kind of like on the east coast were like on that whole movement so they had a bunch of different spots and they were expanding onto long island and um they were trying to work out a deal with gsb where i would have a truck there with the line and then i would that'd be my hub and i would go to oh, yeah, yeah. i would go to long island or canada gsb or whatever across long island etc cetera, etc cetera, name the brewery the teamsters would call that a barn barn yeah nice I, like I, was, I was unaware of that. Fun fact, but exactly, that's like, that's what they were tr- plant. They were negotiating, trying, yeah, trying to do. And then they were like, "Oh no, we're actually going to put you closer into Brooklyn because we have so many accounts at Brooklyn in Queens." Yeah, and the, that's why my guys would get stuck <coughs> in traffic for like hours. Out, they would have twenty-hour days. Oh my god! They can one brewery, and the guy like again logistics like mismanagement. It was on the brewer and the brewery. Yeah. I'm not going to say the name, but he had my friends there for my old coworkers. They were there for 30 hours. Holy shit. Like, they pulled, yeah, so oh my I'm God. like, I had a, and they're like, no, like, we took naps, and then we were getting energy drinks, because the guy was, like, a tyrant, and he was, like, 
No, because they had to wait on the blank cans to come in. Right. But at the same time, you also had the distributor coming in, like, oh, we need the pallets of the cans ready to go. So he had those guys waiting, too, and it was like a nightmare. Oh, so, yeah, terrible. they have, like, a diehard hatred for that brewery now. <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully so, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 30 hours, that's so, a pretty miserable experience, not going to lie. So, yeah, so I was canning. Uh, I applied, got the job. Again, they were, I think they had longer plans for me, and then I kind of fell through, but, you know, they liked me, so I stayed on board where I canned at other half and all the, the big guys in Brooklyn and Queens. And then I sometimes in Jersey, upstate, like Newburgh, um, Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Wow, man. And I was all over. Yeah, and it was it was cool. It was a great experience to because I'm you know so into beer and I was always in the back of my mind like I'm gonna open a brewery. So it's like n- now it's like I'm not just working at one brewery. I'm working at a bunch. So you I got a lot get, of recon. Yeah, yeah, which was great. And in the future, I think it will be even better coming in. But uh, you know, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. And um, then focusing on you know quality control was like their biggest thing. Efficiency. So, yeah, so I would drive, and my guys from Connecticut, they did the warehouse there. They would drive a box truck with a lift gate, and they had the canning line, which was like the size of the bar here, uh, on wheels. And, you know, we'd roll it off, bring it down, roll it in the brewery, uh, and then we'd have a depal for like to, with uh, cans on it. Sometimes we ship the cans to the, the brewery, or we bring it on the, they bring it on the truck. And then we feed the cans in, hook up to their tanks, dial in, all that fun it stuff. Purge, purge, purge the cans, fill the cans. Yeah, so there's basically, as it comes down, these are wild goose uh, lines. Right. And there's many different competitors in that realm. And again, where it's like you have, some of them are multi-million dollar canning lines. Yeah, yeah. You know, think about the big guys. Uh, and then, now these are like smaller. But again, for small breweries, it's like they're paying for people to come in with the canning line. That's like 150 grand. Like, yeah. the line itself would be, like, 150. And then you have, like, three guys that are, like, trained to just bang it out. And, like, you know quality control. Like, you know deal levels, dissolved oxygen levels are, like, in check. You know everything's good. They kind of help you with logistics. So it was dope. So it was, like, yeah, I just kind of, like, traveled around and uh, set all the different breweries. And then we rolled the line in. Yeah, fill. There would be, like, four things to purge CO2. Then fill. And then immediately cap, cap on foam. Hashtag, like. That's like the crazy thing. So I'm sure you guys know about that from competitions, filling bottles with beer guns. Like, yep. yeah, it's very, it's very important, you know, to like, yeah. especially with these hot forward beers, which a lot of them were selling because direct consumer out of the tasting room, that's where the money is. And people like them and it's such an evolving style where, um, you know, and then cap on foam, dial it, dial it in nice. Uh, and then it would come out, it would go through the steamer get seamed up and right. then come out and then the brewery guys that worked at the brewery would come and like four pa- uh do the pack decks pack okay okay yeah so we we used to what well, they used to have like um the ringer which was annoying as hell because <laughs> it would get like jammed up and then every time i just like picture as it like every four pack went through i just pictured like a turtle dying and <laughs> yeah. i'm just like this yeah, is yeah. like and i'm like i'm asking like my guys, i'm like why and you're like oh because it's cheaper than the pack tax i'm like but Oh god! <laughs> but all the death. I think my yeah. favorite one that I've seen recently is the, uh, like the compressed cardboard four pack rings. Oh yeah, the have ones, you guys seen yeah, those? They, they also yeah. have the ones made out of kelp too. Yeah, they're they're made yeah. out of like recycled cardboard and I've kelp seen and the kelp gotten, one, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean I'm sure we've all seen that little clickbait article for years now. Oh, There's yeah. a brewery in Florida that that's like started to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think now someone picked up or bought the rights to them. Where now it's like you're going to see them at more breweries. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because yeah, it. Even pack techs are like post uh, post consumer. Yeah, like they're re- they're from recyclables, but and then to recycle them properly, you have to send them back to pack tech. Oh, really? So oh, it's kind of like not it, it's not the best. Where again, I think according to whoever, where it's like technically they're legal in New York State, 
Wow. Because they're not, you can't recycle them. Actually recycle like, you can't them. throw them in your recycling bin, and then they can't process it there. I didn't know that. So I, th- I always throw them in the recycling bin. Did you? Mark is like the, the recycling sure, guru. Yeah. He's, the one, who, he's right. the one who taught me to look at the number. Nice. <laughs> the plastic to see whether I can Respect. recycle it or not. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. we could all agree, though, that just the idea of recycling in the U.S. is just terrible at and it could we're, be we're terrible at uh, using uh, post-consumer yeah. waste oh, yeah. and stuff like right. that. Right, yeah, and it's just... It's so bad. Sell it to China. They'll fix it. Yeah, right. And exactly. sell it back to us. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Um, so how did you go from, so now you work, you work at the mobile canning, and then what was the next evolution in the journey to, uh, to where we are now? So before the canning, I did graphic design work, and that was fun. Not really. Uh, <laughs> then went to the canning, and then I was like, I love this industry. I love like hanging out with brewers, being in a brew house environment, you know, blasting music and just canning. Amazing. Again, I'm canning like I was once a week at other half right for a year and being a person who loves hot forward beers it's like the best i'm sure they never came over and said hey try this getting to that <laughs> maybe we're in regards to we have to check for even on the line you have to check for diacetyl and acetaldehyde right you get what i'm saying you so you gotta checks, yeah. you gotta do some quality control so. of course yeah, that's important course. That's you know important. meanwhile it's like literally people are like lining up outside for the next day yeah release so <laughs> You know, there'd be, like, bad seams, and, like, we just got to pour it down the drain. And we just always joke, we're like, this is so many, like, of the Hayes Bros tears, like, down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like, well, it has to happen because it's, like, you can't, you know, it's just, it's part, it just happens. It's, yeah. You know, a small uh, percentage. But, um, so I went from that, and then I was, like, I'm going to go back to my friend, had to hook me up with a job, like, marketing, advertising, for an apparel company out in uh, Holbrook, which was funny because it was, like, right over by the all the breweries over there right yeah and uh yeah it was terrible i hated it and uh it just yeah it was it was like okay i get it now i cannot do this anymore <laughs> right i was like because i was like oh i'm gonna stash away money because again where it's like i have like this deep-rooted thing right like i don't like being told what to do i don't know i listen to too much punk music as a kid <laughs> so it's just like in my like i just you know even that's why it's i'm a three-barrel system and not a 15 because we don't have necessarily investors Right. We have other things that like help help us out. Slash me cutting corners, no glycol, non jacketed, et cetera, et cetera. This space is I've had to put work into this space for a reason. It's you know, um so I went and did the market advertising and then I transitioned out of that uh to just doing their like social media marketing. So I was like, you know, a contractor for them, which is dope because that summer I just would homebrew um, like four times a week. Right. <laughs> and I would be doing like I'd be like doing their Instagram while like ma- like I'd mesh in and they'd be like alright I'll, I'll post on the Instagram now right. or, I'll, or I'll manage this or I'll do this or I'll set up this like you know this order for them for like stickers and marketing <laughs> and uh then at the end we ended up uh I was teaching Phil how to brew and uh cause he hated where he was going with the pest control and um I ended up saying whatever to him and then we were going to see the Descendants they were playing at the House of Vans which is like an old punk band right and uh, they were playing at the House of Vans in Greenpoint and we ended up going you know let's get some beers right across the street at Greenpoint Beer now so he ended up we started talking to the brewers there one guy's like I'm leaving take my job I'm literally moving next week we haven't hired anyone so Phil took that job wow and then the other guy or they needed someone else but i was like i'm not trying to drive out to greenpoint five days a week so right. i worked it out where it was like i would work three days three four three or four days a week uh and just long days and uh, i leave super early in the morning and then but it was like really awesome experience it's a fiber out system but we still we did can beer with my old crew with iron oh wow so okay. i was like yeah so they'd be coming in and you'd be like oh what's up bud? yeah <laughs> so it's pretty funny 
in that regard, and that's like literally what it was. Uh, but we had a lot of double days of brewing to fill tanks for cans, uh, and then yeah, we were doing like hot forward beers. But we'd also do like you know some colshes, and another big one for them was like uh, an English porter. And we do, you know, so we were kind of all over the place doing some sours, do, well, kettle sours. Yeah. We had a couple, like, there's a couple barrels there that we got to, like, mess around with. But also, like, me and Phil, like, like we put beers in things, and then, like, we left, and then, like, we're like, oh, God, they're, like, they bottled it. Like, we got to go go get some. Like, we need to try these beers. <laughs> you know, because it's just... <laughs> we got to find out what the hell happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So that, that was cool. But um, it was real awesome where it was, like, we just, it was a brew pub and it was small where on the weekends it gets slammed. So we do some IPAs, like mess around with different grains, grain bills, adjuncts, as in like for hazy IPAs, you know, wheat, different wheats, oats, et cetera, et cetera, um, and different hops and then, uh, and different yeast strains. And then it's like, you know, we know it'd be good because we leave on Friday, come in on Monday and it's just, the beer's gone. That specific beer's just gone. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, I got a lot of experience of just like, you know, when you're so into the style, that style, it's like, you know, the cheat codes, you know where to hit all the marks, but it's like, oh, well, let's like, yeah, let's blend this music. or like, let's mess with this or let's add this hop that like, what, should it be in this beer? Like, I don't know. Let's accent a little bit. Let's <laughs> have know. some fun. Yeah. And that's where it was, where it was like, it was this perfect size where if I worked, uh, you know, getting, even when LLBME is like, I don't know, I put some hazy IPAs and some whatever competitions back in the day. And I'm like, the guys at Blue Point. You know, which were super cool. I'm like, yeah. yo, and then we, I also can there too. So they were like, yo, anytime you're uh, you're looking for a place to go, well, I'm gonna hire you. And then it, I think they all knew about the expansion and the new the new breweries. So they're like, they knew that they were gonna need people. So, right. yeah. but again, it's a little uh, it's a little different. Of even that's why I would drive, you know, two hours or an hour and a half in the morning at 5 a.m. and then have to wait because Phil lived in Brooklyn for a year while he was working there so he like so he's going out. from brooklyn all the way to out to greenport yeah no so this is a green point a green, green point, point. sorry yeah. yeah yeah green point i yeah. dude it's and my one of my best friends oh, okay. my that green I, was like, point. I was like that's a big ass difference yeah. you, you guys know lee yeah yeah so lee's like you know the best and he worked at green point uh po- now see i'm getting confused Greenport. and then even green like port. i talk about like i'll say something about like someone will ask me i'm like yeah my boy like don't when dolan was at green at blue point yeah and i'm just like i can't i'm getting you get me confused now. <laughs> yeah but yeah, so that's what uh, I would take the drive. It was worth it for me because it was it was a really awesome experience and brewing. And then there was this uh, the owner of that owned Briary Lane on the block, so we'd uh, get some breaks on some uh, beers there, and they would get like really good. Like I don't have you any have you had any Oxbow beers? Which ones? Oxbow. Oxbow. I'm not I'm sure. I'm feeling like I've had them, but I don't know that I've had one. So yeah. yeah, a lot of like they like do a mix for men stuff and like oh my god like their stuff's amazing <laughs> where it's like that's where it was like i had like a basically i was like all right i'm gonna drive home be stuck out and like in traffic for three hours or i'm gonna go me the head brewer and phil would go to the brewery and just like crack bottles yeah at like a discount and like drink off the tabs and be like you know it's kind of like i got a lot of sensory uh my palate development from that which was is awesome. that, is that is that how uh, Phil got into uh, sour so much? Yeah, yeah so okay. if you hear a lot of like how like, he became the goose puppy. <laughs> no, li- literally, literally, yeah. that was there because like one night we just and it was that's why it was like a dope discount <laughs> and like we would just get crazy. You like, yeah, like they get like Canyon or whatever three Fontaine and then like uh, uh, L apothecary. All the brewery whatever. bottles. All the all the all yeah. the crazy ones and like we'd have a couple guys there and we just sit there just for you know hours and just share and then like it was cool because there was like breweries where we could be able to dissect the beers and be like oh i like this or that about it or thinking like, about how the process how they got there yeah and else. 
so there was that Greenpoint. So I was there for a bit, and then I left to start this. And I always, for a while, just floating around working on the business plan again. I came from churn out of a quote-unquote business school. Right. So I was like, oh, yeah, I have to have a business plan. Because uh, initially I was like going to take an SBA loan out and do like a 15-barrel. And then uh, I was working on a space right around the block from here. It's like 10,000 square feet. It was going to be big. It was going to be crazy. And then the landlord just, he had a lot of stipulations. And I was working with my guy who was helping me with the lease. Uh, and... I just had a couple signs that I was like, yeah, like, fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. this is not, gonna go this not gonna be worth it. Yeah. So I ended up talking to a real estate agent for town owners, like, because there's one guy, he's involved in town. He kind of just he shows everyone the spaces. So he opens up the back door here. He's like, this space, this is the worst one. It's a lot of work, but. And then I like immediately trip over the floor drain and I'm like, wait a minute. And then I see, like, I basically like envision what we're in now, but from the photos you guys saw before, and I was like, fuck, this can work. And like, I've always, even, uh, Direct draw, like, you know, having the taps right out of the uh, cold room. Yeah. Short line. Like, I'm all about that. Like, less line, like, to clean. Oh, for sure. Because we would have, oh, Phil would have to clean the lines at Greenpoint. Oh. And he would be there for hours. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, mashing out. I'm like, yo, what do you, you I didn't help mashing you out. He's still fucking around with that. Yeah. And because <laughs> he was back, the owner of that, he's like, uh, very, he's like a German dude, German beer hall type place. They're old tasting room. They're opening up their new facility that's just opening up now where they have a whole new brew house, whatever. He got kicked out of the old brewery that we were working out of. Okay. Uh, cause they're building like a skyscraper thing. It's like, dude, we used to just like, I, I would get there early and I just like the skyline and New York city skyline from the view from that brewery was like amazing. Wow. So yeah, now they're building apartments there. Yeah, they're building up that whole... And they fucking came in out and just like... Yeah, it's it's crazy, so... Nice building you got there. <laughs> Here's fair market value. Get right. out. That, and But that's what Ed was... Yo, fuck you. <laughs> and then they're like, how about this? And he's like, oh. <laughs> and then he knew in the direction where we kind of like just... They're not regional or they won't... Like, I don't know if they're be regional, but like, you know, they were doing some distro with their cans in the city mm-hmm. where we like we had one sales guy who would like self distro and um so there was a lot of demand where it's like we'd only allocate so many cases because we're only doing so much beer so all these little bars and stuff and all around the tri-state area you're like oh we, we want more every time it's like and that's like you got to cut them off because it's you don't have it right you have to have to have to have your own place yeah so but anyway so that other place fell through got this spot um so it could work at the same time uh, my good friend who was helping me out because he's like handy with stuff uh, he was like, I saw him pro brewer because I just sat there for every day refreshing the page on pro brewer. <laughs> oh, yeah, to see what, see what equipment you can get. Yeah, so Lithology was selling their three barrel. And I was like, yeah, I can make this work. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. And like, literally, my friend's like, yo, I talked to them because, again, he's friends with them. He's like, yeah, this, like, uh, I'm going to bring my truck to you. I'm going to pick you up. We'll pick it up and like hit the bank, get the cash. There we go. <laughs> so I was like, wow. Meanwhile, it's like, if I'm doing a full like, 10 barrel brew house, that's like a whole process, you know? Right. Yeah. You just picked that up like just randomly. That day. And then, yeah. And then we were brewing on it in your backyard like weeks yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Me, Phil, Gervaisi, and Lee brewed one batch. Because uh, again, I didn't do like a Kickstarter type thing. I, I had, I just had a giant ass party in my backyard. It's probably like 150 people, 200 people there. Wow. I had like a couple bands play. And I, I brewed a barrel of beer for that. We all did. Like, we brewed a barrel. I split it. I took half, 15 gallons off. And that was, like, the lightly hopped pale ale, summer ale. Right. You know, I dosed each keg with whatever. Where it's, like, regular people, it's good. And then uh, the other half, I uh, 
whirlpooled the fuck out of it some, with some juice hops. <laughs> Juiced it out, dry hopped it to hell, all hell, and then I had that. So I literally just rolled my kegerator outside and had the two tabs going, and we had, like, a little table. So it's, like, people just donated, and I was, like, selling shirts and stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of my friends who I've given free beer out to for years. Right. You know, kind of. paying it back. They were paying it back, throw stuff in. So that, so that definitely yeah. helped. That was fun. Um, and then, yeah, I just knew, like, again, where it's, like, Oh, three barrel. Now I could get away with not having glycol jacketed everything. I can do this, I can do that. Again, hanging around a brewery's collector the past couple of years, like seeing what they were doing, even under OGO spot. Yeah. You know, now they have it all hooked up, but. Uh, yeah, but they've grown in, but they, they did a good job moving into it and then growing into their space. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. Know? Yeah, they, they, yeah they, they were very creative. Like at the last space, they were very creative on how they got everything set up yeah. and everything. So, yeah, I can imagine getting a lot of inspiration from that. Yeah, so big time. And then, like, I went there one day and, you know, Tim and Stretch and everyone showed me around, showed me all their thing because it's – I also, I've, you know, read a ton of books, reading online. Again, being in brew, brew houses and, like, understanding, like, what, what's necessary and needed. And then it's also, like, you hear so much about – Oh, the TTB wants this. The SLA wants this. And then, like, I end up doing this stuff. And I'm like, they don't, like – you know, again, things change where it's like our my license is delayed because uh, in January, the New York State uh, farm brewery license switched from 20 percent to 60 percent. Right. <sighs> 20 to 60. It's like. Yeah. And then the next jump is to 90. Right. Yeah. yeah. 80, 80 I think it's 90, 80 yeah. or 90. Yeah. yeah. That's like two years. Yeah. So, again, there's some benefits there. But I just I was like, I'm not even going to try to play that game right now. I'll probably end up getting a dual license. So having both of them. Yeah. You feel like you can't get it later. Yeah. Um, but at the gate, so that you know, everyone in January jumped and was like, they were putting their paperwork in to get either both licenses or switch to just micro, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I can imagine that delay, and then you had a nice government shutdown for a little bit. I was gonna say yeah, that, that helped, helped as well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, you know, again, it's been a year. Uh, I signed it at least July fifteenth, so I don't even know what today is. It's all, it's all uh, July fifteenth. So plays the day before July fourteenth. So yeah, it's so a year, year ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. Uh, again, it's has this to is be- a lot of fucking work in a year for it doing has, yourself, man. man. Yeah, so that's the thing is like even the town's like you don't have a contractor. Like it says on my building permit over there, it's like Cook Corp. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> you know like, who's that? Me. Because yeah. <laughs> again, in like I define in reality, it's like it's like simple stuff, but it's been it's been a ride, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, like a million simple things can take just as long if not longer oh, you than know, one yeah. really big yeah. thing again yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> no it's like you know i didn't have a crew it's really just been me and a couple of friends it's badass man that's you actually know. even cooler it's got to be i mean it's a lot of satisfaction imagining opening your own business to begin with but yeah then to literally look around and go i made that i did that i painted that i stained that like just to stand in one place and see it all at the yeah. one time it's got to be overwhelming yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. It's been feeling good. I'm just really excited to start brewing because, yeah, I'm a brewer. Well, that's the point. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I went to, yeah, it's some post-college. I don't even know what you could call this place or it's I've learned, but not by choice, uh, <laughs> yeah. everything, uh, which is cool. And um, Yeah, but when some shit breaks now, you'll be able to fix it. It'll save you no, on the long term, too. Exactly, exactly. Like, you know, You're almost there, too, because you just got a pallet of malt delivered, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Two pallets. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's all sorts of fun stuff on there. What do you got? We see rolled oats. We see... Uh, White wheat. My favorite. <laughs> is, my wheat. favorite that I mentioned earlier is the sack of lactose. I'm fairly certain between Mark and I, we could buy a sack of lactose and then bury ourselves with half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's all right because you guys just buy rye by the sack. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So I got some lactose. Got a bunch of the base grains in the back. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. 
The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.